When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, I'm Scott Zoshman. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the NFL stands for never-ending financial longevity. Sports business podcast, The Sportacast. Man, this is a chance for you to pump some tires and you go NFL. But this is the Sashnik playing hurt podcast. <laughs> this is a million, the disappointment, you know, the, the focus group disappointment podcast. Any way you wanted to go there, you made it about the NFL. Tough couple hours in the Sashnik household, Scott. Hours? <laughs> Days? Yeah, hours. Weeks. I, I, I have... The, I have been stuck in the house for three or four days with my wife and my focus group of one, all COVID, you know, down for the count for a few days. And uh, insult to injury, we were headed to our la- to LA. We were supposed to be headed to LA yesterday so that the focus group of one could be in the outfield sh- uh, shagging fly balls during home run derby. Ugh. And of course, you know, we had to nix that. So you know, from the excitement of something really fun to just kind of sitting there feeling crappy and, you know, just the total disappointment. Is there an age limit for that? Is he a p- potentially eligible next year? What is the... I'm uh, sure he is. Process? I don't know. We'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. You know, you like to give the experiential stuff, but of course. We'll, we'll we'll figure something out. Yeah. I, I would think if he was 45, he'd probably like, you know, Scott, maybe not. <laughs> I'm asking have, for myself, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah well, you, you, you're almost in the demo. You might be able to make it now. So now that we've got the disappointment, then thank you for asking how I'm feeling, Novi Williams, even though you didn't. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you now get to the NFL? Things are going, let's go the good, bad. As bad as I felt, that is how good things are going for the NFL. And my favorite part about this uh, story broken by Kurt Bottenhausen is that normally, maybe everybody went on cruise control and they wait for the Green Bay Packers and their annual meeting, because of the Packers, you know, the, uh, and I'm air quoting publicly traded company here, that's when they put out their disclosure. So everybody kind of knows what the national revenue is around the NFL. Uh, Kurt didn't wait. Kurt, when dug out that information, good for you, bud. Why don't you tell me what it said? So, yeah, the, the NFL, the shared revenue number in the NFL last season was a record $11 billion. That is money, primarily what the league gets from its TV partners, plus it's national sponsorships, a little bit of ticket sales, et cetera. So that's the money that the NFL generates that's not local revenue by each team. And that money gets distributed essentially evenly among the 32 teams, Scott. So every team last year got a $345 million check from the NFL. All right, well, let, let, me, jump, let me jump in there, though, because yep. I love this, because let, let's put this in perspective for people. So 
just on the shared national revenue. That is before a ticket is sold. So anybody steps in and buys a beer or a hot dog or a brat, you know, if if you're in, in, in Green Bay, before any of that happens, you have $345 million. That's right. Now, now let me ask you, Mr. Novi Williams, what is the single largest expense for an NFL owner? Your player cost. Your player cost. What is the salary cap in the NFL? $190 million, something right All right, there. so so let me see if I have this right. <laughs> $345 in, $190 out. $345 greater than $190 prior to much of the local revenue we just talked about. Sounds like a good business, right? It sounds like a good business to me. I was just going to say that. I think one of these should sell for four point six billion dollars. Scott. All right, this this seems like I I think this uh, NFL thing might go places. It might actually work. Yeah, it's funny, and we we talked through a lot of these kind of directional numbers when we talked about the Denver Broncos when they were on the market, and kind of comparing it when when Chelsea was also for sale about how different the economics here. Yeah, you're highlighting exactly what what is so great about the NFL's business model. If you're an NFL owner, is that before you do any of the local stuff, you're you're cashing way more than the cost to to, to field the team, plus probably a lot of the cost. This is why teams are making two hundred, three hundred, depending on your team, millions of dollars a year in profit is because this is the setup that they have. It's pretty fantastic. I don't know if you could hear the boom of thunder in the background. I mean, it's like, <laughs> that, was, that was a John Facenda-like boom of thunder, perfect you know, on the field of Green Bay. We're talking Green Bay, and we're getting sort of the kind of thing Facenda would love to talk about. And, and, and the, the craziest, one of the crazy things about these numbers is that this is before the new 11-year, $115 billion TV package. Yeah, in. Before the real money comes yeah, in. Yeah, Kurt's right. numbers, again, we're talking $345 million shared by each team, or, or given to each team last season. Kurt says that's going to jump to well over $400 million the minute these new TV deals kick in. So, so again, it's, it, it's great economics now. The economics get even better when this new round of TV deals, which has already been inked and signed, when they kick in next year. Yes, my wife is mad at me. What? Because I left something on the table. I think she's mad at me. I like. I'm not done eating yet, though. Like, I started eating before the podcast, and I was going to finish eating when I was done with the podcast. And now she just took the food away. That's not okay. Like, I should be able to keep the food near me, like during the podcast, so I have it as soon as I'm done. That's a little bit of a tangent. Hold on, I got a cough too. Novi Williams, ready? Oh boy. <laughs> no, this is the way it's going to be. Hey, this, this is it. But there are no hiccups or coughs for the NFL business, and. Let's talk about Brian Rolap. I, I love this. That Rolap uh, wrote a guest piece for the Monday Morning Quarterback where he sort of... We're, we're talking about media and how important it is to the NFL business. It's obviously the number one revenue driver uh, in the NFL, but that is, it's not static. Things are changing in media, and the NFL wants to change along with it. Uh, and one of the ways we're going to see how the NFL has opted to move forward is Sunday Ticket. Everybody knows that it's been sort of, you know, it, it was the number one reason why, God, I don't even know how many years ago I'm going to go. Like if you wanted to be, a, to be able to watch all of the out-of-market games. So I will say, Eben, if you were a fan of the pick a team, Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. but you lived in New York, you're obviously not going to see the Jaguars games. But if you signed up for DirecTV and Sunday Ticket, which was exclusive to the satellite provider, that was a big, you know, differentiation there. Uh, then you could watch every one of your Jaguar games. So that makes perfect sense. Uh, But it's not the world of reality anymore. So Brian made it clear that this new world order is is moving to a streaming service. And I love this stat because he starts with the old days. 
You ready for this? And even I wasn't around for this, but I think you'll enjoy it. So in his article, he said, 1950, you ready for this? 1950, one in 10 living rooms had a TV. And one in 10 had a TV. And he cited as his source for that Britannica, which brought me back to my youth, probably not you. You probably were probably just on the cusp of that thing where as a student, you could look everything up on the internet. Yeah, I like, straddled right, right? both those things. Yeah, I, I was using the encyclopedias. for. You had the Encyclopedia Britannica? You yeah. had one of those? Uh-huh. What color? Yeah. Do you, do you, where in your house was it? You, you can probably picture the whole thing, right? So the the ones that I remember using were, were like 18 volumes. It was like each one yeah, for like yeah, a yeah. letter of the alphabet. The letter, yeah, the letter had to. House. Yeah, some some were letters were combined because there wasn't so much exactly. stuff, but then some letters <laughs> exactly. had their own. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I, I, I did definitely use that for sure. I had the white one with the blue little leaf, but you know that's what it looked like. Yeah, so I, I got a real kick out of the fact that he was citing Britannica for that because that's what it brought me back to. And for me, back in the day of those times, that would have been the really long cord cable clicker where you had three tiers depending on your... I think ESPN was in my middle tier. If memory serves, I'm trying to think. If I, I think it was in the middle tier, like 17 or 18 have to ask Jimmy and Chuck Dolan. It was a Cablevision one. That I know. But I don't really remember what channel ESPN was back then. But that's a long way to go to say that things are changing in NFL media. And I mean, he he mentions there Amazon Prime, Peacock, Paramount Plus, ESPN Plus. We've talked about Apple now streaming, you know, Apple Plus and the MLS deal. But what we're going to have now, NFL Plus. Everybody's fallen in love with the Plus. Uh, it's going to be a subscription product where you get games and multitudes of other things for NFL. I, I mean, the the bulk of your local NFL coverage is locked up for years to come. So if you're a Jets fan living in the New York area, you're going to be watching that on your over the air. That That's locked up for a while. Who knows what it'll be down the line? Who knows? I mean, I'm still waiting to see an NFL owner says, wait, I want my own direct to consumer. I can do it better. Everything. I can do everything better because I know my fans better than you know my fans. But anyway, um, the, the fact that he was, he's looking ahead and saying that this new world order of streaming is where our fans are. We heard Don Garber say the same thing. You know, it's kind of younger fans, more digitally savvy, uh, 100% to Apple. Obviously, the NFL wants the scale of linear TV, but at least for this product and direct TV, we're going streaming. And I'm guessing that you are somebody who would be happy about that. I think it's smart. Yeah. And again, this is Brian Rolap, the, the chief media and chief business officer of the NFL. The, the thing that jumped, the line that jumped out to me, Scott, in this op-ed is in the not too distant future, you will see a whole new NFL media. Um, and, and it's the, the thing that jumps out about that is that the NFL has for a long time been probably or among the most conservative adopters of streaming in the sports world. Right. And as you mentioned, the, the, their new round of TV deals outside of just that small Amazon piece, almost entirely for the for the same kind of traditional TV partners that they've had for a long time. They've always loved that scale there. If the NFL is out here kind of publicly saying we are ready to dive full into the streaming models and we are ready to embrace this, that means that, you know, it's already well upon us, right? The fact that the NFL, which likes to be in a lot of ways, likes to wait and see, likes to see what other people are doing, decide if they want to dip a toe in later on. The fact that they are coming full out and saying this, I think, is actually a really in- interesting indication of, of how much the the rest of the industry has already embraced it. But but yes, yeah. I but if I, but if a, I'm standing in front of the pool here, Eben, this yeah. is not. This isn't exactly Roger Goodell doing a triple Lindy off the high dive. No, this is no, no, st- no, this, not. this is still a toe or maybe a foot on the top step. 
Yes, but again, it's if if it's a recognition right after doing 115 billion dollars worth of deals with CBS, NBC, Fox, and ESPN to yeah. be coming out and saying this, I think is an indication of of the way the NFL is going, and and also means that every other league, if they're not already there, has to also be thinking about this, right? And 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 MLS is a good example of a league that's gone way further, way faster, probably because they 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 have to in some ways. But yes, I think when, when the behemoth that is the NFL, as we just said, $11 billion worth of shared revenue, when the behemoth that is the NFL is talking like this, I think that is kind of a, a signifies at least a, a, a shift of some sort within our industry. Right. Well, let's not forget, you know, Thursday Night Football is on Amazon to be exclusive. So mm-hmm. again, that's how you, you, you test it. It's kind of a little testing ground. Let's see how that does. First, you did it non-exclusively. Now you do it exclusively. Let's see how those games rate, how many people watch and and deem to go that streaming route and by the way hope i don't lose my uh, my wi-fi we have an absolutely torrential rainstorm has it hit you yet <laughs> it i'm looking out the window I, there I in your the video storm, i got Wait. the storm alert on my phone so i know well, it's coming. Uh, let, let me tell you i'm i'm here where you're getting that it is a torrential if if this was an nfl game now it would be like absolutely perfect muddy terrible conditions in like soldier field or something Love this it. is just well, i got that this is looking just, forward to me I mean, the wind is coming. I mean, you see the rain sideways, one of those. It's, it's really great. But let me ask you this. Yeah. And then I've so, got a question for you. Yeah. All right. You, all right. You go first. You give the question first. So a question for you, because we've talked about MLS and, and Apple, and, and now it looks like Sunday Ticket goes to, it could be going, uh, going to Apple as well. If you're MLS, do you like the idea of Apple being really aggressive for sports rights and maybe building a, a hub where a lot of sports fans can watch a lot of different things and maybe being a little bit lower on the priority list? Or do you prefer a world where Apple really slow plays it in sports. MLS can be one of the, if not the most important pl- sports, live sports platform pr- product on the Apple platform. Which of those two realities is more enticing to you if you're Major League Soccer? May I put on my Gary Bettman hat then? Please. please. Okay, you're, you're so Don Gary Garber Bettman, Gary Bettman went to NBC Sports and said, we wanted to be treated as a first-class, important, important property, which NBCSN did, and you had their Game of the Weeks, the Wednesday, whatever it was. Uh, and where's Gary Bettman in the NHL now? Right, they're, they're back on they're the big back. promote. Yep. Yeah, they're back on ESPN, and that's where the sports the sports fans are. If Apple becomes the place for sports, I think MLS and will be fine being there a- as well. Uh, you you want to be where the eyeballs are, fish where the fish are. Yeah, and I understand they'll get the hardcore MLS fan will be there now, but I think it would only behoove them to build the fan base. Again, it's we, we talked about sort of the, the distribution versus the dollars argument made. And at some point, you do need to uh, grow the distribution. You need to find new fans, right? You don't, you don't want to... I mean, the NFL, my Lord, I mean, you're talking international. Are, are you saturated in the US, right? Are you comfortable saying like every NFL fan that there is to mine in the NFL is... Like knows about it and will find it. You got to be pretty close at this point, right? Yeah. You got to be pretty close, but that's thus the international push for the NFL as well. That's so now my question for you: If I can watch sort of your out of market games, and there'll be shoulder programming, and uh, I mean, who knows, insider programming on my favorite team, and the I can watch my quarterback drive home, and I can do a film session with my my cornerback, you know, whatever the coaches show exclusive to, you know, NFL plus on my channel for my team. I didn't see a price on this. Yeah. 
What's the price? What I know football fans are addicted. I know. I know they're addicts. I got it. It's good. That's the greatest business in the world. You want your customers addicted. That's great. Just like people can't go without listening to the Sportacast on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I got it, but we don't charge you. Um, how much do you think people are willing to pay? Where will it come? And where will it? And don't forget, though, there's something called a little Barker channel, right? You get somebody in, you get them addicted, and then what do you do? You raise, you raise the price. The price. Exactly. And we might have something to yeah, go on say, and talk about that. Up for a nice we, we may have a segue, <laughs> but we'll, you know, we'll, let's answer this first and then we'll get to the segue. That, yeah, that actually it's, a makes good, sense. it's a good question. I think it, it all, I, I think all hinges on exactly what the, what the live game access is, right? So from what I understand, there's local and national games on mobile devices, maybe some out of market live preseason games. I don't think you're going to get much from a from live, live game. preseason games, nothing great, big, nothing right? bigger yeah. on, the, so, on, the, so, uh, on the marquee. Yeah, so I think that like from a live game perspective, unless you're unless you're watching on your phone, I actually don't think the NFL Plus is going to deliver all that much. At least not right now. Look, it's the NFL. I think they're going to be able to charge a lot. I am consistently shocked by by pricing. And again, this is a good segue to what we're going to talk about next: the idea that the Nesson over the top uh, offering in 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 Boston, in the Boston area, New England, was going to be. $30 a month, I think, seemed crazy to me. Um, and that that does include live games and a lot of things. Um, so it's a good question. I, I mean, I would assume it's going to be priced anything from $9.99 to, to, to $30. I don't know. I'm, I'm speaking way out of my depth here. Do you have a thought on, on the pricing? I, I think it's going to be, it's the NFL, so it's not going to be cheap. But it, there's not much that, unless you're a diehard, diehard fan, or unless all you want to do is watch live games on your phone, which... Is I'm sure true for for a subset of of the NFL's particularly younger fans. Uh, I'm not sure there's that much in here for you right now. Yeah, is this wholly owned and operated? Are we looking at a situation where like yes brought in like you know yes brought in some partners that have equity in the network now? Where Amazon, you get the streaming expertise as well as the ecom and Sinclair as well though. So distribution heft if you needed it. Um, I'm curious. Are we are we gonna is one of the companies is let's say let's just say Apple. What the heck? We'll we'll just go with Apple. If it is Apple, yeah. will they have equity in this venture? And the, the question, NFL is right? certainly considering it, right? I mean, we know they yeah. were out there; they're shopping those things, and and so they, yeah. But this is what I love about was, the NFL going to be but, a strategic but, investor. Yeah, yeah. This is sort of like you know buying a house low uh, and renting it out, so you're covering your payments. You know, you're covering your mortgage, right? Maybe you've been putting a few bucks in your pocket each month and you're getting the appreciation of the asset itself. That's the win-win. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell me now, uh, now that we segued like five minutes ago, though, <laughs> what we were talking about clearly is ESPN Plus because you're paying more for it now than you were two months ago. ESPN Plus, the price is, is jumping, Scott, from $6.99 starting in, in about a month, jumping from $6.99 a month to $9.99 a month. It's a 43 percent increase. I, I think when it launched, it was $4.99. So there have been two $1 increases in the past. This is by far the biggest increase that, that ESPN Plus has ever seen, obviously happening in, in the backdrop of, I think, two trends here. One being live rights are just getting more and more expensive, as, as we've discussed. The ESPN just did a, what, $2.8 billion deal for Monday Night Football. And then secondly, the um, the markets have changed, and the way in which investors are thinking about publicly traded companies, and and Disney is one of them, is that they want to see more. You know, they're, they're shifting from growth expectations to profit expectations, and 
raising your price on your streaming service is it is it is a way to signify to investors that oh maybe this thing can be more profitable or can be profitable whatever it is it's a way to show return on investment immediately yeah but um, you also have you also have a big risk of churn there i i think you, what you have hearing- a risk of churn and and you mentioned a couple of days ago on the show reed hastings and his pricing for netflix yeah. Yeah. you price it low you get people in and then you want each increasing uptick to be not enough that it makes people jump and think, oh, well, this is now too expensive for me. $1 increases, I think, are, are, are easy to, for people to, to ignore. A 43% uh, price hike maybe uh, is a different category. May, this may be, you may see more churn on this than you did when it went from $4.99 to $5.99 or from when it went from $5.99 to $6.99. Yeah, but when I when I read your stuff, whether you know coming off of the Disney earnings call and Bob Chapik is talking about the future of the company, uh, the one thing I I always see is a prognostication of subscribers. Where are yeah. we for Disney Plus, and where do we hope to be in the future? And it's the same with the New York Times, right? Is one of the reasons they they went out and got the Athletic. It was about acquiring subscribers, and everybody has subscriber aspirations, right? So rather than the a la carte. If I'm Disney, wouldn't you rather have somebody subscribing to Disney Plus, which gets you Hulu and ESPN Plus, sort of the The overarching umbrella, than the a la carte offering? So by raising the price on the underlying asset, which is oh, that was like a that was like a Bobby Brady, like you know, very high voice thing, is what it is. um, I think you're sort of pushing people toward. Well, why don't I just sign up for Disney Plus? I'm sure somebody in my house will enjoy the Hulu. They'll enjoy the you know whatever else the the Frozen or whatever else people want to watch because the price difference isn't that disparate right now. Yeah, you're right, and we can get into those economics. So they're not raising the price of the Disney bundle. So so ESPN Plus going to nine ninety nine a month. The Disney bundle, which is as you said, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu stays at thirteen ninety nine. Oh, that's a no brainer. If you are a household that wants the other two things, Hulu and Disney Plus, even if you don't, even if you no, don't no want the other things, even if you I, don't want the other things, that is a no brainer. You can I you agree. can you can slip and fall and watch something on Hulu that you wouldn't have found. Yeah. And, and and again, just to go back, because I mentioned that Nesson number, Nesson, the 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 local New England uh, over the top service, thirty dollars a month. DAZN is nineteen ninety nine a month, and not a knock to DAZN, but if you're a sports fan, unless you just are obsessed with boxing, I think almost everybody would say that ESPN Plus has a has a broader array of sporting events that they want to watch. Disney Plus, I think, is still. I mean, certainly when it was four ninety nine, I was shocked at how cheap it was. I would still say that nine ninety nine feels relatively cheap but the more and more that these streaming services gradually increase the price the, the, the this idea of we're, we're going to cut the cord and things are going to be cheaper because we can choose what we want to watch i think scott it becomes more and more a fantasy that the, the cost of each of these things uh piecemeal is, is ending up i think very quickly if it isn't there already just to be more expensive than the cable bundle was when people started revolting five years ago two thoughts one i told you so Anybody who listened to this show all those years ago, what did Sashnik say? Yep, yep. I'm sticking with the cable bundle because when when all is said and done and this a la carte is pieced together and there's going to be so many different outlets that are going to be showing things that I want, one on this one, one on that one, and I've already lost track, like which shows on what, so I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, you're going to pay more than if you just stick with the cable and that's what I did and I'm and frankly, I'm happy with it. And two, when we send out our digital clip um, Christmas cards, I think you just had the Jimmy Pitaro card. We can send him the 
oh, I think it's rather cheap, right? You know, oh, what a great value ESPN <laughs> Plus is. I think that's what I heard you say. So yeah, you know, I don't they, want to endorse they, they, the thing, but I do. I have been I have been surprised at, at at how cheap it is, and and maybe the truth is that that is a again that's a that's a way to get people in early, and that those those days are over, and maybe in in twelve months we're talking about nine ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. I have no idea, but um, it it is it's 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 a lot of of out of market sporting events. It's still I think a fairly competitive price. You know what this reminds me of, and uh, and I do this just for sport. This has got nothing to do with money and being cheap. This is really just for sport. You know, the uh, Sirius XM you get on your car, like they give you six when you buy a new car or you lease a car and you get Sirius XM for six months and then it ends and then they are all over you. Like they'll start, oh, it's you got a week to go or whatever. They think they got me hooked. I really don't care. It it does not bug me. The commercials don't bother me one bit. I I literally do not care. Like it doesn't mean (laughs) anything to me. I'll find the look. I find a little charm in that when, when I'm driving, I go out of range of something. So I can't listen, let's say, if I'm driving north from New York to wherever. I can no longer get the Mets or the Yankees. Now I have to listen to the Red Sox. Hmm. You know, if I'm something like, I fight or I'm going south. Now I got the Orioles, uh, the Nationals. Uh, almost a good segue. Um, you know, I, 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 find, I find that charming. The, I have gotten them to, I swear, you're going to love this. I have gotten SiriusXM to, to offer me one penny for six months. Oh my gosh. To extend for six months for one penny. You know what I said? Did you say no? I said no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they can't must be go like, cheaper than that, r- Scott. <laughs> what is wrong with this guy, right? They can't give I, you I a better just, offer than that. Yeah, you could like, yeah, you want to give me free for the next, you know, for the for the duration of the of the lease of the car? Okay. I mean, like, listen, my wife might like it or or, or the focus group of one might like it. I myself don't care. If they offered to pay I, I you a like penny that. to take it, would you? Um I, now I can profit to take it? Sure. Okay, yeah. Why not? So you're, you're right on the edge there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I hope or they're listening they're and somebody forwards away, this to them. A two-cent swing away from, from getting you to take Yeah, this. exactly. All right. So, yeah, you're going to have to stack those pennies real high if you want to keep on to Juan Soto, by the way. He had a little, little uh, segue to the Nationals. Let's close with him. $440 million, if that's what I saw, offer. Uh, and he said, no, thank you. I guess he's looked at what some other players are getting these days. Now, is it the money? Like, the sort of, <laughs> a- is it the average annual? Is it that? Or, like, how this thing, we all know the nationals are for sale. I don't want to be a prospective buyer. I, I'm sitting there talking to Steve Greenberg and Allen and Company, and I hear they're offering $440 million. Well, oh, let's pump these brakes. Like, I, I, let, let's talk about this if I'm going to bid on this team. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, first of all, $440 million, how much Sirius XM can Juan Soto buy with, uh, <laughs> with, with that ticket? Um, on, on the team sales side, it, th- this reminds me of the Broncos, right? Two months or three months yeah. before, Russell before Rob Walton committed to the Broncos, the Broncos made a, a massive trade, gave away a huge amount of future first round and I believe second round draft picks to land Russell Wilson, a quarterback that Ideally, is going to be with them through. He's in the prime of his career right now for for the next five years or so. Who knows? But right before the team got sold, the the, the people who were running the Broncos made uh, a decision that was pretty material to the to the future, short term and long term of the team. Uh, that kind of shocked me that I was surprised back then that that was a decision that would get made, knowing that somebody else was going to be be cutting that check to to Russell Russell Wilson and also having to kind of absorb the the draft ramifications of that. I would be surprised, I think, if if Juan Soto is thinking directly about that. I mean, this seems way more to be a money thing. And and I say that knowing full well that 
$440 million is an insane amount of money. Would be yeah, but the if you're Juan Soto, if you're yeah, total but it, it contract is, it, in baseball history. Yeah, but, but there is correlation besides your own salary. Hold on, Edmund, besides your own yeah. salary, if I'm Juan Soto, I need to know who's going to buy the team to know if they're going to surround me with other players. 100%. And 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 that's tr more true in baseball than any other sport, right? Which we've talked yeah. about. That the 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 Steve Cohen can buy the Mets and make them the the best team in baseball in a year just by willing to double the double the what they're paying their players and that's not true in in any of the other major US leagues. Yeah, so so maybe that is a part of it. The the Juan Soto is still very young. The the Nationals won the the World Series in 2019. I don't think they've had a winning season since and they are they're not a very good team. I think I saw Strasburg wise, pitch. Right, Didn't I right see Strasburg now, pitch recently? Maybe, I, I don't know, but it's it's not looking good right now. So so maybe, yeah, maybe if Juan Soto wants to know if this is a team that's going to be spending at Steve Cohen levels or if it's going to be a team that's spending at, at way lower levels, maybe that's relevant to him. But to me, it's a money thing. The Again, even though this is a $440 million offer, it's, it's offering him $29.3 million a year, which is, is that top 15 in baseball right now? I'm not sure that it is. Max Scherzer is getting $43 million. So, so the top line number is huge, but if he cares about being one of the highest paid players in baseball on a year in year out basis, this salary, that, that offer 15 years, 440 doesn't get him close to that. So you, would you care more about the average annual value or the total? Me, I'm retiring after year one of this contract. But, oh, my arm, but, oh, my arm, that's what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> I, but, but yeah, I think, I, I think for a lot of, athletes and, and you know this as well the, the their their salary is an ego thing as much as it is a, a life and a comfort thing right and that's true for college football coaches as well everyone's aware of what everybody else is making and and he knows that if he gets the if he's paid more than anybody else in, in baseball on a year in year out basis that means something right and being paid out of the top 15 also probably means something all right so if i, I said no to one soto right if i if i said to one yeah. soto i'll boost one of two things I can either boost your salary or I can boost your EA Sports or MLB The Show rating. <laughs> which one? Which one's he picking? It's a great Is he question. Involved I, in both? I, I, wish we could, I wish we could ask him that. Um, and, and the other thing about this is that there's obviously a, um, in some ways, a push and pull between how much money he can make and then how much money the team is willing to spend on other things if he cares about how much they're spending to put, to put a team around him as well. So there's a lot of interesting folds here. This feels like, and maybe I'm just a cynic, Scott. This feels like he goes to the Dodgers on a on a 12 year, 400 million dollar contract or something like that. Um, but I would be uh, I'd be happy to be to be wrong about that. But it certainly seems like it is a good time right now to be Juan Soto. You say cynic, I say realist. I also say he <laughs> is Evan Novi Williams on the Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. I am Scott Soshnick on the Twitter at Soshnick Hour. Producer, Matt Whitehurst. Thank you, Matt, for everything you do. Our digital media editor is Cora Veltman. She likes it when I remind you that the show can be found at Sportacast, which is the hub of what will soon become the Sportico Media Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.